Welcome to Main Thing Radio with Robert Fountain, pastor of Calvary Chapel, Miami Beach, in Miami Beach, Florida. Join us as Robert teaches through God's Word. If it doesn't require any faith, then according to this passage, what I see is he doesn't respect it very much. Abel gave the first of his flock. The very best was what he offered, believing that God actually is a rewarder of those who seek him. That's giving in faith. Now here's my question. Where do you fit into that? Perhaps one of the most common patterns we see within the church when it comes to tithes and offerings is that we tend to give out of abundance. When times are tough and we're financially strapped, giving to the Lord is often the last thing on our mind. However, as Pastor Robert will challenge you in his message today, we as believers are to give out of faith, which isn't always easy. Stick around after today's message from Pastor Robert. I have quite a bit of information that I'd like to share with you. Our web address, podcast subscription information, and our contact information. Now here's Pastor Robert in the book of Hebrews chapter 11 with today's edition of Main Thing Radio. My father-in-law quoted that to me yesterday. I think he said it was Parkinson's law of economics. That the need will rise to be compatible with the resources. It sounds better that way, you know, sounds smarter that way. But what it really means is whether you make $500 a month or $50,000 a month, you're going to spend what you have available. If you're making $500 a month, you're going to ride a bicycle if you can afford to get your hands on one, right? $50,000 a month, well, then maybe you find a small airplane, by that, and that's your preferred mode of transportation. You're going to spend whatever you have available. Well, as a young man, I was spending everything that was available, and God wasn't in the budget. I had never been involved in a church as an adult. I hadn't, hadn't been participating in anything, and, and then all of a sudden, God radically changed my life, and I realized I need to be faithful with everything he, he's entrusted to me, my, my time, my, my talent, my intellect, anything I have, resources, it's, it's all yours, I'm yours, everything is yours, so what do I do and about faith and trusting him? And as I wrestled with that, I, I realized if I will trust him, he will take care of me. That's what the Bible says. And if I trust him, then that means everything, everything. And so I need to write him a check first when I get paid and trust that he'll make sure everything else gets paid. 
or I can just do life without him like I was doing before, and that didn't work out. That didn't work out real well. So I made the decision that day that, okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give him, I'm going to sacrifice to him, however you want to word it, but I'm going to do that first f- before everything else, and I'm going to trust him that he's going to take care of everything else. And that was a little more than 30 years ago, and I've been through some stuff. There have been times when, when there wasn't, certainly wasn't any extra, but he's taken care of me. It has required faith at times, but that's kind of the point. That's the point. If it doesn't require any faith, then according to this passage, what I see is he doesn't respect it very much. Abel gave the first of his flock. The very best was what he offered, believing that God actually is a rewarder of those who seek him. That's giving in faith. Now, here's my question. Where do you fit into that? Do you choose to give God the best and give it to him first, or do you follow Cain's example and make sure you've taken care of all of your obligations and everything's, you know, and then if there's anything left over, you give a gift to God? Well, if that's the case, you need to know God doesn't respect that very much. I don't want to know about it, okay, just so you know. I, I don't come talking to me or bring, you know, people sometimes want to give me their tithe check. I, I don't really want to know. Because that way I can just get all up in your face on a Sunday morning and not even know I've done it. It's between you and him. It's supposed to be a matter of faith. That's the reason we don't pass an offering plate and we have the boxes. It's between you and him. But he's paying attention. Do you understand? He's paying attention. How do we know? Because Genesis chapter 4, right in the beginning, he makes an issue of it. God himself does. Second thing I want you to notice, though, is that it says that Abel's faith still speaks even though he died a long time ago. That's powerful. Abel's faith still speaks. The lives of those who lived by faith continue to have a positive impact long after they move on. In contrast to those who live evil lives. See, they may build great kingdoms for themselves in some cases, but they rarely, if ever, leave any real influential legacy behind. Now, hear, hear what I'm saying and, and what I'm not. You know, like one, one writer, you know, the way he worded it basically was, well, they may leave a legacy, but it's not one of influence. In other words, you know, when, when we talk about somebody like Hitler, Stalin, they're not, they didn't really leave much influence in people's lives. It was just like, oh, what a nut. On the other hand... There are those who, because they live lives of faith, we look at them and they inspire us. We look at them and, and there's, there's actually a, a, an influence there. Do it, yeah, do it like he did it. Follow that example. Do, do it the way, you know, live according to the pattern that she set. That's the way you do it. Proverbs 10, 6 says, the memory of the righteous is blessed, but the name of the wicked will rot. In other words, that by and large, the, 
the reputation, the name of an evil person, it just becomes a byword for the generations that follow rather than a source of inspiration and influence. A great example is Jonathan Edwards. You know, Jonathan Edwards was a Puritan preacher from the 1700s. He was one of the early presidents of Princeton University. He and his wife, Sarah, had 11 children. And right around the turn of the 20th century, an American pastor, A.E. Winship, decided to trace his descendants. It was 150 years after his death. And when you compare the descendants of Jonathan and Sarah Edwards with the descendants of a man named Max Jukes who lived at the same time, you see the, the contrast. It bears out the proverb. You see, Mr. Jukes' legacy became known when the family trees of, of 42 different men who were in the New York prison system at the time were all traced back to him. He had 42 descendants in prison at the same time. And it got somebody's attention. I don't know how they figured it out, but it's like all these men traced back to, to this guy. And so this pastor decided to do a comparison with Jonathan Edwards, who lived at the same time as Max Jukes, and they found that Jonathan Edwards' godly legacy included one U.S. vice president, three U.S. senators, three governors, three mayors, 13 college presidents, 30 judges, 65 professors, 80 public office holders, 100 lawyers, and 100 missionaries. Now remember, this was roughly 100 years ago that this comparison was done. I'd love to see what it is now, a look today at the descendants of Jonathan Edwards. But contrast that with Max Jukes. His descendants at that same time included seven murderers, 60 thieves, 50 women of ill repute, 130 other convicts. says that 310 of his descendants lived a combined total of over 2,300 years on public assistance. You catch that? 310 of them spent 2,300 years receiving public support. What a contrast. What's the difference? One man lived by faith, and the other lived for himself. We're so blessed to be able to bring you messages from the pages of the Bible right here on Main Thing Radio. We hope you'll tune in again. But in the meantime, you can find more teachings from Pastor Robert online at MainThingRadio.com. Listen to more messages there or learn about this program. Before we come to the end of our time with you today, we'd like to ask you to consider partnering with us here at Main Thing Radio. With more, here's Pastor Robert. We could really use your help. And you know, the, well, the Bible says that we partner together. When you support what we're doing in presenting the Word of God and the gospel of Jesus Christ through the airwaves, we become partners in ministry, and we we could really use some partners. So would you pray about making a donation today? Thanks. God bless you. Thanks, Pastor Robert. That website once more is MainThingRadio.com. Would you also keep us in your prayers? We so appreciate your partnership and that you're a part of our valued listening audience. 
Thanks for tuning in today to Main Thing Radio. 